Lord, as we come together at this time, we pray that you minister to our hearts. We so appreciate how you've been ministering to us in services past and stirring our hearts and kindling the fire. We pray, Lord, that there wouldn't be anything that would put out the fires of your spirit this morning. We pray that you would have your holy will and holy way accomplished. We ask that you would anoint this service, anoint our time together, anoint our ears, anoint our hearts. We ask that you administer to us in a special way that only you can do. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, our song leader hasn't been able to be here, and we've been missing her. We sure have, but it's good to see her back this morning. Thankful how the Lord has uh, been working and helping her. And uh, the technology these days is rather amazing. I don't know how they can do all that surgery and clear things up like that. And then uh, Brother Kevin was our kind of our backup. But I don't know what you do when the backup needs a backup. So, <laughs> well, that's how I get here. <laughs> uh, I wish you would stand with us and sing 189, page number 189. Praise his name. <clears throat> We've been praying for revival. That's really what we need. <clears throat> there shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing, sent from the Savior above. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we Shall be showers of blessing. 
Jesus we call Showers of blessing Showers of blessing we need Mercy drops round us are falling But for the showers we Amen. You may be seated. That's truly what we need. And thank the Lord for His mercy drops around us. Thank the Lord for the promises that He will do it again. If His people will follow those instructions, will humble themselves, will pray, will seek His face. Thank the Lord. <clears throat> 283, 283, walking in the King's Highway. Aren't you so glad that He's made a way and that He's made it so clear He's left so many instruction signs along the way. And uh, remember that old song, you don't hear it sung much anymore. I used to sing it down in the country church in southern Ohio. I'm using my Bible as a road map. <laughs> Amen. Are you using your Bible as a road map this morning to make it to the eternal gates? Got to be on the King's Highway if you want to make it to the King City. Praise the Lord. 283. <clears throat> shall see the desert as a rose walking in the king's highway there'll be singing where salvation goes walking in the king's highway there's a highway there and a way where sorrow shall flee King's Highway. We shall see the glory of the Lord walking in the King's Highway and behold the beauty of His Word walking in the King's Highway. There's a highway
was made, walking in the King's highway. There's a highway there in the way, where sorrow shall flee away, and His light shines bright as the day, walking in the King's highway. shall pass their own, walking in the King's highway, but the ransomed ones without a fear, walking in the King's highway, there's a highway there in the way, where sorrow shall flee away. walking in the King's highway. Thank the Lord. What a place to be. Amen. A little bit of heaven, as one person said, a little bit of heaven to go to a heaven. Thank the Lord. Maybe that probes a testimony on your heart this morning. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Good. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for His help in the time of need. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Good. Thank the Lord. Anyone else? Amen. Thank the Lord. Good. Amen. Anyone else? Praise the Lord. Good. Praise the Lord. Good. Thank the Lord. Lord answers prayer. Amen. We don't have to look back too far if you've been serving the Lord for very long. Doesn't take. Don't have to look back too far to see God's hand in your life. Thank the Lord for His help. Amen. Anyone else? Yes. Thank you. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Good. Praise His name. Amen. Anyone else? All right. I wonder if there's anyone on the anyone on the conference call that would like to testify this morning. Let's prepare our hearts to go to prayer. We have much to pray for. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is risen from the dead and He is Lord. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. And it's so wonderful that He is Lord. Thank the Lord. Praise His name. As Brother Weaver said, sometimes I felt the same way. Thank the Lord for Himself. Amen. Thank the Lord for Himself, for all that He is to us, all that He does for us, and all He helps us with, and all the many promises, all the past, and the present help, and in the future. Praise His holy name. Amen. Maybe someone else has a testimony on your heart. Amen. I think we got the Barnes family back on the connection again. I wonder if they have a testimony this morning. Anyone on the conference call have a testimony this morning? Please feel free to share. <laughs> All right. Anyone else here in person have a testimony? All right. Well, if Brother Mike will come, we'll take up the offering.
Lord bless you for your giving. Just uh, sometimes we don't think about it too much. I know we would think about it probably more if we had bills due and, and uh, things weren't turning out so well. But we do need to remember to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for His blessings upon us. And uh, you know many small churches, with all due respect, though they manage their money well, are in debt. And they're not, they're not in the, the level. And sometimes it's hard to do that when you have a big facility and a smaller group. Uh, but I appreciate those who came before me and their money management, their wisdom, and making sure the church didn't go in debt. And those of you who have given generously and sacrificially. And uh, we just we praise the Lord for that. And we thank you for that as well. Praise the Lord. My grandpa uh, really, I don't know how to say it, but he, he really wanted to make sure that the, the church in Circleville wasn't one that was a that just uh, was money grab ministry <laughs> and he, he wanted people to be able to feel comfortable to come and not feel pressed for money and uh, sometimes when a visitor would come he he didn't want to take up the offering and he didn't want them to feel like they had to give anything and get sidetracked get their focus over on money or the finances of this world and uh, even put on the headstone or the cornerstone of the church as you walk in the entry back there in Circleville he said uh, on the on the entry it has that passage in Isaiah I think it's 53 maybe or 55, I forget now. They said, oh, he that hath no money, come. <laughs> come and buy. <laughs> Thank the Lord. We appreciate your giving. All hearts clear this morning. All right. I believe we have a special plan at this time. May the Lord bless the ladies as they come. Share what's on their heart. <clears throat> Everything to God in prayer. 
temptations is there trouble anywhere we should never be discouraged take it to the Lord in prayer can we find a friend so we can take our burdens and our needs to. Amen. My dad has often said maybe that song should be retitled, Take It to the Lord in Prayer. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. All hearts clear this morning. All right, let's stand and take your Bibles and turn to Psalm chapter 42. Psalm chapter 42. <clears throat> pray together. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your many blessings upon us. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to our hearts already. We feel your presence, and we appreciate that. That's what makes church different than any other meeting, is your presence. You're moving. You're working. We ask, Lord, that you would shut us in these next few moments. Together, may our thoughts feast upon the truths that you have for us this morning. We'll give you the praise as we have in times past. For you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay standing for the remainder of the scriptures here, or the reading of the scriptures. I'd like to read verses number 1 and 2 to you, Psalm chapter 42, probably a very familiar passage. I felt the Lord press it upon my heart this morning. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth, for God, for the living God, 
When shall I come and appear before God? You may be seated. I want to talk to you about a heart that panneth after God. A heart that panneth after God. We notice the spelling of the word here is not the traditional way that we would think of the word heart, and it's because it's not talking about the, the heart, the, the motor down inside your body that circulates the blood, the, the organ in your body that uh, your life depends upon. There's a lot of other organs that can shut down. Maybe I shouldn't say a lot of them, but there are some other things in your body that can shut down. There's some things that can happen, and you can have some of your appendages, some of your fingers and toes amputated, and you can continue to live without them and function generally uh, without much restraint. There, there will be effects. I've known different people who have uh, lost fingers or toes, and they have to make those adjustments. Uh, people who have lost a leg or lost an arm and continue to work and continue to try to function throughout life. But there's one thing that you can't do without, and that's for sure you can't do without your heart. That's not what this is talking about here. The word heart is spelled H-A-R-T. And many of you that have probably studied this in the past are aware that this is talking about an animal. It's talking about an animal that's mentioned and referenced many times throughout the Old Testament. Um, and In my research to look it up, it's similar to the deer, but it's a reddish colored deer. And it uh, uh, gives reference or gives meaning throughout the scriptures to uh, a male deer, one that is young but yet has some uh, a few years on it, and one that's not foolish. There's different references throughout the scriptures, and I might take your minds there. You don't have to turn there, uh, but there are different passages that make reference to this heart, this reddish-colored deer, this male deer, and it's a, it's a deer that usually ha uh, would have antlers uh, similar to the, to the white-tailed deer that we would see around here. It's similar to the, the deer that some of the deer hunters, I don't know if we have any deer hunters here. Anybody hunted deer before? All right. Well, if we go through hard times, we won't depend upon you. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> but uh, I, I like to deer hunt. I haven't been able to deer hunt for a number of years now. Just haven't had good, a good place to do it. And I uh, haven't, haven't pursued, had other things going on. But we, um, I don't know if I've ever shot a deer with a gun. We always bow hunted. And uh, we enjoyed bow hunting. And we would take the crossbow. Some people would hunt with a recurve, some people with a compound bow, but we would hunt with a crossbow. And uh, the deer weren't as jumpy in, in bow season. When we would hunt deer hunt in bow season, they weren't as jumpy, they weren't uh, as scared because of all the loud explosions. And it was a more peaceful, more quiet time to hunt. And uh, we enjoyed many times having devotions out there in the morning, watching the sunrise come up out of the deer stand. And I think there was maybe once or twice we hunted in a deer blind. And uh, usually climb up the tree and make sure there's a solid place to sit. I had one time we, we put a little board up in a tree and we could use branches just to climb right up in there. And I had another place that you had to, they had those wind-in steps. You'd drill a little hole in the tree and crank in these little uh, steps and you grab a hold of those and climb right up to where you need to go. And then we had the other kind that was a ladder and it would set up and had a little platform at the top. And that was kind of nice. It had a little cushion on it and it was a little more luxurious and I got friends that they hunt at places out west. They pay to go hunting or have places on their own property where they'll build uh, like a tree house. And I heard of people having one that's heated. And I said, well, I don't know if that's really roughing it to go deer hunting. <laughs> but nonetheless, this is, this is talking about a, a, an animal that's of the, the bloodline or of the category of a deer. 
We find different passages in the scripture make reference to this. Um, and we're going to look at one in Lamentations earlier, or, uh, later on. But it says, as the hard, or as the deer, as this deer animal panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. And David is saying this, he, he understands his need, he understands his dependency upon the Lord and upon his scriptures. And we, we find different scriptures that are very clear that our spiritual life especially depends upon him. God is abundance in his grace uh, with those uh, who don't follow his commandments and he gives them life and breath physically but you do not have spiritual life uh, unless you're walking in accordance to God's word and you're, unless you're walking within fellowship one of the passages that makes a reference to this deer that I would like us to pull out of here is uh, Lamenta Lamentations chapter 1 verses 5 and 6 and he says her adversaries are the chief her enemies prosper of the Lord, for the Lord hath afflicted her for the multitude of her transgressions. Her children are gone into captivity before the enemy. Talking about this land, talking about this people, they've got transgressions, they've got problems, they're not walking in the obedience of God's commandments. And so he says in verse 6, And from the daughter of Zion, all her beauty is departed. Her princes are become like hearts, like this animal that we're talking about, like hearts that find no pasture. And they are gone without strength before the pursuer. There's many passages in the Song of Solomon. There's many passages throughout the Bible that make reference to this heart and describe this animal as, as one that's supposed to be uh, an animal that has strength, that has grace. It talks about um, in the Song of Solomon the beauty of the heart, the, the grace, the strength, the, the agility of the heart as it... Uh, uh, Prances around the earth as it uh, bounds. You've ever seen a deer as they run? It just If you look at the structure of the feet of a deer and the hooves, and, and uh, they're very interesting animals. I've seen them try to... I, one time I was coming down a, a dark road. It was at night, and evidently nobody had traveled it for quite a period of time that evening because uh, I popped up over this hill, and I've, I've been in places where, people, where uh, deer are crossing the street, crossing the road, I even heard about a time where a deer wandered into a big city and didn't know how to get out. And it was being just running back and forth all confused. But I popped up over this hill and this deer was laying on the road. I mean, there must not have been any cars there for a while because it was laying there. And as it jumped up and tried to run, it was slipping. Its hard hooves against the road wasn't getting any traction. But yet the way those deer, uh, the legs are designed and the strength of the deer, the way that they can bound just so gracefully... It almost reminds me of how a fox runs. Have you ever seen a fox? Uh, coyotes, not so much, but any kind of fox, they're, they're just real agile. Um, someone told me they're even more of the cat family, the way that they, they have real soft paws and the way that they can sneak around and they're real quiet. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I told my wife this, but some, sometime before I met her, I actually was thinking about getting a pet fox. I think it was a gray fox. And I talked to the lady and made plans and started getting the cage and stuff ready for it. And uh, she said, now you need to know some things about this. She said, you need to call me before you come up here to get this because I want you to know. I don't want you to be surprised. She said, when I got it, uh, she said, I went through a lot of problems trying to keep it at my house. She said, they're, they're kind of more like cats. She said, they go after things that get their attention. They're, they're distracted easily. You can't train them as well as you would think that you'd be able to train a dog. They're kind of a different family. And she said... Uh, They'll climb a cage. See, so they, they can climb out. You put a traditional dog fence up or a chain link fence, and the 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 uh, fox can climb right out of that. 
And said, so it has to be something with a lid, or it has to be really top, tall and slippery. And then it said, uh, you need it on a cement pad, or you need, it needs to go deep because they're diggers. You know, they make their houses out of dens in the dirt. And she said there was many times she put it in the backyard, and it got out of the fence. So she made the fence taller, and then it dug out. And she put something there, and it dug out somewhere else. <laughs> it kept getting away on her. But I thought that would be neat. I thought, well, how, what kind of an exotic pet would that be, to have a gray fox and... Uh, that she did have it trained to do some tricks and some things, and I thought, well, that'd be a pretty good companion. But the deer, there's many passages in the scripture that talk about uh, different things commendable in likeness to this heart, this animal that's like a reddish deer. In this passage in Lamentations, it says, because there's a multitude of her transgressions, because she's uh, walked away from God because she's turned her back on God and, and, and what behooves us of this passage is because she's not feasting on God's promises she's not feasting on God's word she, she's not walking in accordance with him she's not getting her spiritual uh, her life giving nutrients from God that this heart is, has become of one that is running it has no pasture and it's running it's gone without strength before the pursuers. In other words, it's, it's wearing out. You can only run for so long if you don't have strength. And um, I talked about in the race of life. I didn't get to finish that series, but in the race of life, I talked about the foot races and how they would try to offer water to you while you were running uh, and how I turned away that water because it would cramp me up. It just That was just the way I was. But I, I uh, in this passage, we need to understand that you can only turn away water if you have enough water already. And uh, this, the description of this heart, this deer here in Lamentations, is one that's, that doesn't have a place to eat, doesn't have a place to drink, doesn't have a place to rest, doesn't have a place to find nutrients for its soul, in other words, and, and it's gone without strength. It's gone before the pursuers. It's, it's going to be captured. That's just simply how it's put. And so this passage says that the heart panteth, as the heart panteth after the, the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? In other words, he understands that his soul depends upon the Lord. His spiritual life depends upon God's strength and God's word spoken into his life. We're not just talking about the word of God in printed form this morning. It includes that. But we're talking about the God-breathed word, that, that strength, that soul strength that comes from God when you meet with him in the cool of the day, as some of the songs make reference to in the garden. In the garden, I come to the garden alone. Just, just with Jesus, just with him. I want you to catch this statement here. I jotted down so I would remember this. The health of the heart, or this deer, it depends not on his environment, but it depends on his food and water supply. You need to remember that. The, the health of your soul, the health of your innermost being, doesn't necessarily depend upon the environment in which you find yourself doesn't depend on what you find yourself going through, doesn't depend on what you may face in this life, but it depends on whether you have a good food and water source and a good supply. Are you meeting with God each day? Do you cherish His Word? Do you love His commandments? Do you walk in obedience to His commandments? Do you love your time alone with Him? This word panteth is not one that we use very often, at least not when things are going well. Huh? At least not when we're all rested up. And you know, sometimes I think we need to make sure we don't fall into that uh, trap of the enemy. 
only to pant after God, only to desire in a strong way, a deep inward desire, a longing, a, a recognizing the dependency upon God. Let's, let's not be a people that wait until we're famished to go to the Lord for strength. Let's not be a people who wait until uh, things are crashing in on us to go to God for strength. But this word paneth, no, Webster says it's, it's to palpate, palpate, to beat uh, with a faster than normal or a violence or rapidly as the, the heart in terror, as someone is in terror and their heart is racing, or after hard labor, or an anxious desire, or suspense. It says to have a breast that's heaving, as in short respiration, or want of breath, a person that needs breath, their, their lungs, their, your body is programmed in a way that when you get out of breath, your lungs start working extra hard. Your, your body kicks in and says, I, I need more oxygen. My life depends on it. You can't go very long without oxygen, my friend. One person said, uh, I think it was to my dad or my grandpa, I forget who, he said, you know, he said, if, uh, if prayer and reading Bible uh, are like drinking water and, or, or like eating and drinking water, he said, how long do you think you can go uh, without eating or drinking water spiritually? And my dad says the goal is not to see how long you can go and still survive, but the goal is to see how much you can get. And he said it's more equivalent to that of breathing. And he said you can only live a matter of minutes. You can, you can live days without food. And you can live days without water. But, but you only live minutes without oxygen to your brain. It's a matter of minutes before the, the brain begins to die due to a lack of oxygen. There's been different times where they've uh, rescued people uh, from ships or rescued people from submarines or people who have been drowned, uh, people in different places uh, run out of oxygen, run out of uh, oxygen, and they uh, pass out, and it's a matter of time. If you can't get to them within so much time, their brain begins to die. And even if you can revive the body, uh, the brain is already dead. You can't live very long without the spiritual strength, and David knows that. He says, my, my soul, just as this heart, just as this deer pants after, desires, uh, breathes heavily to take in all that it can to get as not, uh, much that it might need, so my soul longeth after thee. My soul panteth after thee. I, I know that I need to have this strength. Let's talk about the water brooks for a little bit. This passage is in Psalm chapter, or Isaiah chapter 55. Let's turn over there for just a moment. I believe I mentioned this uh, maybe just a week or so in one of the messages of Jesus being our satisfier. Might I remind you again this morning, Jesus is the satisfier. Jesus is the one that can bring peace and satisfaction. Jesus is the sustainer of life, both spiritual and physical. But this passage in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 and 2, he says, Oh, Everyone that thirsteth. Who's he talking to? He's not talking, like our sister said, just to a specific group of people. He's not talking just to, just to a people who come from a certain bloodline, just from a people who would go and do a DNA test and the, the uh, doctor walks in. He said, well, you qualify for this. No, he says, everyone that thirsteth. Oh, everyone. Everyone. That means everybody. That, that's pretty inclusive there if you ask me. One person said, do you have an inclusive gospel? You know, we, there's a lot of diversity in these days. Do you have an inclusive gospel? And said, yes, except all 
would repent and confess, all shall perish. <laughs> Everybody has to get in the same way. God's no respecter of persons. And here in this passage, he said, Oh, everyone that thirsteth, come, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? He says, hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Praise God. He's got enough to satisfy us. He, there's enough spiritual strength to satisfy us. There's no reason for a soul to grow lean and famished. I've helped different ones. I use the word counsel with different ones to help encourage them. I'm not a counselor, but I'm always happy to help if I can bring encouragement. Keep a soul from giving up. The Lord's brought me to some different times, helped me to reach out. Even I've had young people just felt the Lord probing me to reach out out of the blue. People I didn't even know. Just a, just a miracle. And uh, said, said uh, after the fact, they said, you know, it was about ready to take my life. And so I, I didn't know that. I didn't know all those details. Just felt the Lord direct me to encourage you. But I've counseled with different people who their soul has become famished. Their soul has become lean. They're, they're starving to death spiritually. And it's a slow, gruesome death. I don't know that there's much uh, more of a death that's, that's uh, painful, that's despondent, of a person that's it's hard to keep your hopes up. If you're becoming famished and you're growing lean and you don't have the strength and, and you get to a point where even if you were to be fed, uh, if you're not careful, even those who were found and rescued from the concentration camp, uh, they had to be careful about how they fed them. They had to be careful about what they fed them because their life was at the point where they almost couldn't recover from that point of starvation. And what a gruesome death to starve. But he's saying here and he points out the fact that there's no reason that a person should starve. Because we desire after God, we, we long for after God, or our heart is panning after God just like this deer, just like this heart animal is panning after the cool waters. If they can just make it there, if they can just get a drink, if they can just make it to the cool waters, if they can just make it to the stream, the, the stream they'll be okay. I made reference to many times my grandpa as a young boy, no one in his family choosing to serve God, and God gripped his heart, saved him, sanctified him, called him to preach. Many times he was picked on in school, and I think I've shared the, the, his, uh, part of his testimony about how he actually uh, was expelled from school there in Chillicothe, Ohio. And ended up, he came over here, and I think he uh, spent the rest of the summer or the next few years, uh, at least for, for the school time, he spent with an aunt that lived here in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, he was kicked out. He, uh, he was kicked out because he wouldn't wear shorts in gym class. He was kicked out of school. We're not talking about a boy who was raised in a conservative home. We're just talking about a tender heart that wanted to obey God. He told his gym teacher, he said, I, I, I'm sorry. He said, I, I don't mean to be rebellious, but he said, I don't feel the Lord would be glorified. I don't think the Lord would be pleased with me wearing shorts in gym class, even though it's a bunch of other boys. And even though it's here in gym class, said, I'll, I'll wear pants. I'll do whatever the, other, the rest of the boys do. I'll follow along with everything else because I just don't. I just can't. He said that he put them on and he just didn't feel comfortable that day after the Lord has gripped, gripped his tender heart and spoke to him about that. And uh, boy, you don't hear much about that anymore, do you? You hear about seasoned Christians. Oh, they, they think that's fine. I even heard not too long ago, I guess a denomination voted on whether it'd be okay for the men to start wearing shorts or not. 
boy, we've slipped. Something's happened. But anyway, nonetheless, we don't get too, too distracted by that. But he, he uh, was expelled from school. The uh, teacher told the principal, and the principal called the sheriff. And the sheriff come out and said, well, we'll make an example of little boys who are rebellious against the teacher. And he said, we'll put him in jail for a couple days and see if that doesn't change his attitude. He'll be ready to do whatever you want there in gym class when he gets out. Uh, he, they put him in jail, and he was in jail. And he said that night, uh, well, some of the rednecks from town visited the judge. They, they knocked on his door, and the judge came to the door, and they were there, and I think maybe some of them had rifles, and they told the judge, they said, we, we heard that you got down there in the county jail a, a little preacher boy. God's called him to preach and changed his life, and we don't know too much about that. We're not Christians ourselves, but if he doesn't get out by morning, we'll be back, and we'll show you what we think of judges that put little preacher boys in jail. And needless to say, he was let out of jail pretty quickly. And uh, he ended up coming over to Dayton, Ohio. And when the principal over here found out why well, they had him leading Bible studies and preaching in, in the classes, and uh, even the uh, principal wrote a letter to the teacher or the principal in Chillicothe and said, Hey, said uh, your little rebellious boy Johnny has been teaching Bible studies. He said the, the, bullies, the bullying has stopped. He said the little kids have been coming to the Lord. They're tenderhearted. People have been obeying. And things where there's been a transition here in the school and he said you just feel free to send over any of your little uh, wild boys anybody any of your little preacher boys just to send them on over to Dayton we need all that you can get <laughs> well maybe another one's another preacher boy's been sent over to Dayton I don't know how that works <laughs> but anyway standing for the truth standing for righteousness panting the desire to pant the desire the need and and as my grandpa was persecuted for his faith just as a young lad in the own special way that little kids are persecuted for their faith in the public school system and it's even changed from that day but he often said if he he knew that if he could just make it after school if he could just make it behind the house behind the old barn to the big rock where he met with God he knew it would be okay if we could just make it to that stream if we could just make it to be in God's presence if we could just make it to that special place that our soul longs after those cool waters Jesus is the satisfier. He says here in verse, verse uh, 5 of John chapter 15, He says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Jesus makes it very clear that our strength depends upon Him. Our spiritual life depends upon Him and depends upon whether we're abiding and having that sweet fellowship, getting that, that spiritual health that we need, that nourishment that we need for our souls to live. He says, My soul, just as the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee. Oh God. You know, God doesn't expect you to try to control other people. God doesn't expect you to try to uh, make other people seek after God. All God requires is that you would seek after Him. The promise here and the principle that He's uh, explaining to us this morning is not that another person has to follow God. Not that another soul has to pan after God. Not that you, if you're uh, running famished and lean spiritually, not that you'd have to get your pastor on the telephone, which by the way, if there's any time I can help, time of the day or night, I want you to call me. Any way I can help, I'll come to wherever you're at and pray with you and encourage you, read scriptures to you and remind you of the things that God's helped you with. But he's not saying that you have to get someone else on the phone. 
He's not saying that you need to write a letter to some priest somewhere else. He's not saying that you need to wait till the next revival comes along or that you need to try to find a camp meeting to go to. He says, you just have to desire him enough. You just have to want him bad enough. I can't help but think that God would pour out a spirit in, a, in the way in which we pray for an old-fashioned revival if we would just want him bad enough. You know, God comes and saves the darkened heart. He forgives of sin when the person asks for it and when they mean it, when they want it bad enough. He'll come and sanctify the consecrated heart when people want it bad enough. That's when it happens, when people want it bad enough. You know, you can get spiritual food from God each day if you want it bad enough. If you do what it takes, he says to hearken diligently. Pay attention diligently. Be alert. Put your effort into it. Be faithful about it. Why? That your soul, let your soul delight itself in fatness. There's plenty enough to go around. There's no shortage of spiritual strength when you come before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He says that his soul panneth. His soul desires what? His soul doesn't desire the water brooks. He's not just talking about having food for his body. He's not talking about just having water for his body. He's talking about the spiritual water. This spiritual help. A holy God. He says thee. A holy God. He mentions there in verse number 2 that it's the living God that he desires after. He says my soul thirsteth for God for the living God. Not just any God. Not just any old God, not just any old image, not just any old idol, not just any old thing, but God, the living God, Jehovah, Yahweh, the satisfier, the sustainer of life. He says, you got to abide in me, says in John. You got to abide in me. If you're going to live, you got to abide in me. If you're going to produce fruit, you got to abide in me. And if you abide in me, you can produce much fruit. There's only two options. You abide in me and produce much fruit, or you don't abide in me and you can do nothing, he says. We've studied the passage before. With God, all things are possible. I want us to close this morning. I want you to stand together. Head bowed, eyes closed. We're going to sing a song here in a minute. My wife would come, bring the guitar. Do you desire God like your life depends upon it? Do you love his word and cherish it to your soul? Do you love and make time each day for God? And do you love the time alone with God? Are you treating others as though their soul needs fed and encouraged too? Are you a helper to that? Or are you still learning the hard way and going hungry from time to time? Because you don't desire. Matthew chapter 5 verse number 6. He says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. I'm going to sing a song to you. And if no one comes to the altar, we'll dismiss in prayer. So my soul longeth after thee.
for your blessings to us. Thank you, Lord, that you're there when we need your strength. Thank you, Lord, that you've provided more than enough, that all could come, all that are thirsty, come and drink freely. Blessed be your holy name. I pray that you would reveal your truth to us in a real way that we've never seen before. Lord, help us to realize that our life depends upon it. Help us, Lord, to purpose in our hearts that we're going through and we won't let anything come between us and our Savior. We love you and praise you and thank you, Lord. Help us to be uh, taking advantage of the full benefits that you've provided. Help us not to grow lean, Lord. Give us eyes to recognize and watch out when our own soul grows lean. But, Lord, more than that, give us eyes to see when other souls are growing lean. That we could come alongside to help. That we could come alongside to encourage, to help in the spiritual battle. This highway towards heaven. Bless each one, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen and amen. You're dismissed.